Welcome to McKnight's Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information from industry leaders. Hi, this is Lois Bowers, editor of McKnight Senior Living here at the Spring Conference of the National Investment Center for Seniors Housing and Care. It's been almost three years since the Nick-funded study about the middle market appeared in the journal Health Affairs. I'm here today with Nick Chief Economist Beth Mace and Nick Principal Ryan Brooks to discuss the latest industry efforts to reach those older adults whose incomes are too high to qualify for Medicaid and yet not high enough to be able to afford many of the private pay senior living communities that exist today. Thanks for joining me, Beth and Ryan. Thanks for having us, Loris. Nice to see you. (laughs) You too. Beth, you were one of the authors of the study published in Health Affairs in 2019. Um, What's changed in the middle market world since that time? Well, quite a lot, actually. We've gone from sort of theory to reality, and we're actually able to showcase some real-life examples of people that are pursuing middle markets. And secondly, my colleague Ryan Brooks, who's um, a principal at, at NIC, has been working a lot on this as well. So I'm going to have him answer some of your other questions. Great. Ryan, um, what do you think has changed in the middle markets since uh, 2019? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think I'd like to really echo best point. You know, the title of today's session was The Forgotten Middle, From Vision to Execution. So. Every NIC conference since the study was published has had at least one session focused on the middle market. Um, And what we've really done as those sessions move through time, we've gotten more and more real world examples of successfully implemented middle market products. You know, early on after the study was published, this was really theoretical and being talked about more as a concept. Um, But, you know, as time gets on, we're able to share more real-world examples, um, showcase some of the leadership from those uh, properties, and you know, really show that it can be done. It's possible to do. And it's been really cool to watch that when we talk to a lot of operators that are doing middle market, they go back and they cite that study. You sort of inspired us, and you got us really thinking about this. So it's been really fantastic to watch that happen. That's great. And Ryan, you mentioned the session about the Forgotten Middle at the Nick Spring Conference. Is there anything in particular that stood out for you about how operators have been working to create properties and appeal to the middle market? Yeah, I mean, I I think one key takeaway here, um, you heard it discussed a little bit today, is, you know, the challenges of doing new construction, ground up development. Um, But really coming out of the pandemic, um, a lot of people are seeing distressed assets that they're trying to pick up uh, that they can either repurpose into a middle market property and really have to avoid some of the more expensive construction costs that we know happen now. Um, And really just they're learning to repurpose existing properties and, and turn them into middle market products. And Beth, anything stand out for you today um, about from the session? Yes. So um, it's really interesting. One of the speakers today talked about the use of volunteers as um, a substitute or at least a complement to existing staff and possibly and potentially as a way to reduce staffing costs. So um, she actually said that to everybody's surprise, the idea that you needed to volunteer at her property as you sign up for future, become a future resident, people found that so appealing that that caused a huge waiting list to join this property. I think there are like 180 open spots and the waiting list is like 250 people because people want to be with people that are like themselves. And if all these people are volunteering, it is attracting other volunteer-like people. So that was really pretty pretty interesting. And I think surprising and a good lesson. And you couple that with the idea that we know increasingly seniors really want purpose in their life. And if you have a volunteer job, that's helping to provide purpose at the same time. So it's a sort of a double win. And Ryan, you had talked about how the study is national, but really um, 
preparing for the middle market as more of a regional or local activity. Um, could you talk about Nick's plans to look at areas of the country as to their potential for serving the middle market? Sure, yes. Um, like you said, the, the 2019 study, uh, which was one of its kind of at the time, it did focus um, on a national perspective of seniors, but we know that seniors living in Boston are different than seniors living in Iowa. There's differences in medium, median income, there's differences in income distribution, uh, there's differences in penetration rates of senior housing and the rents in senior housing. Um, and so I think what we're learning is that uh, the middle market product, you really need to know the metro area specifically where you want to develop um, because costs are going to be different, incomes are different. Uh, and so Nick is taking some of that feedback and we'll start to put together um, details from various metro areas so that operators or investors who are looking at those particular markets can say, well, I'd like to really drill down and, and better understand uh, Austin versus Houston versus Dallas. So, so tell me what makes those markets different. Mm -hmm. Is there a time frame for that effort? Well, it's uh, something that we're sort of having conversations about right now. Um, I'd say maybe in the next year or so, we'll probably start to see some of those market information come out. Okay, great. Well, let's wrap up with uh, one takeaway from each of you for our listeners. Any insights or advice you'd like to pass along other than what we've already discussed? Well, I would say that the opportunity is huge, continues to be big. There's over 14 million people that will be oh, middle-aged, excuse me, middle-income um, in the year 2029, and they need housing and care options. So if you're a developer listening or an operator or someone providing finance, this is a great opportunity, so come on in. <laughs> How about you, Ryan? Yeah, for me, I mean, I think the utilization of various partnerships is very interesting and intriguing. I think it allows residents variety in what they get. Um, we've heard partnerships with various restaurants where, um, you know, one night you might have a Chinese restaurant serve meals to all the residents, another night you might have a Greek restaurant. So I think there's opportunities out there for senior housing operators to partner with local community entities uh, and really deliver even better product to their residents. Great. Well, thanks again, Beth and Ryan, for uh, being with us today. Uh, for McKnight Senior Living, this is Lois Bowers. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in long-term care, senior living, and home care news, visit mcknights.com.